Welcome back to the Future is Green podcast. Today, we are joined by Hunter Stoller, a recent graduate from the University of Michigan and now a full-time business analyst at American Express. As a certified nutrition and health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and a firm believer that health is your wealth, Hunter is passionate about helping his clients develop healthy habits without depriving them of their current lifestyle. Together, we will better understand what seed oils are, their impact on human health, and sustainable swaps to conquer the hateful eight. Starting off, just like a basic for our audience, like what are seed oils? Yeah, so seed oils, a lot of people love to demonize them. I think that they definitely are very detrimental for our health. Those include kind of the hateful eight. So they are sunflower oil, safflower oil, rapeseed, grapeseed, canola, um, corn oil, and I'm probably missing a few. I just can't remember them. But they're oils that are higher in omega-6 fatty acids. So they contain a higher omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, meaning that they could cause more inflammation to our gut, our brain, and overall body. They could contribute to discomfort, um, GI issues, and also acne. I used to suffer from a lot of acne, and it was because I was consuming such processed foods. And it wasn't even the processed foods that was the problem. It was the fact that the foods were made with these higher omega-6 inflammatory seed oils. So you were talking a bit about inflammation. So how can one combat that if there are ingre- like products that have these ingredients that it's unavoidable? Because I think sometimes I know I've seen when I've gone out to eat or I know if yes. there's a product I like, I'm not going to totally eliminate it just because it has that. So what would you recommend? So there's a few things I want to say about that. One is like everything is okay in moderation. You have to learn how to control the controllables. So I like controlling the foods that I have in my house, my family house, anything like that, because I'd rather keep an 100% clean household so that when I go out to eat, I don't need to be so crazy about what's in my food. Of course, if I go out to eat and I'm with like a crowd that I'm comfortable with, like my family or some of my close friends, I will definitely say like, is there any chance you could cook my steak or chicken in olive oil or butter? Um, and by the way, When we were talking about seed oils, I would say that the oils and the fats that I do like that people cook with are butter, ghee, beef tallow, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, where the only ingredient is that oil itself. I also like sprays that only have the oil in it. So, for example, I can't think of the brands, but Primal Kitchen, I know, makes an amazing avocado oil spray that I love to cook like vegetables with. Um, And there's also olive oil sprays and coconut oil sprays. And when I cook, whenever a recipe calls for vegetable oil, I always use coconut oil because I think it cooks the best. And there's just so much misinformation online surrounding oils and everything. And you know what? Whether you believe it or not, it is very true that those oils that I just mentioned are lower in omega-6 fatty acids. And we want a better ratio of three to six, which is why... For some people who can't control it, just focus on the controllables, control those controllables of what you have in your house and your health will improve and your body will thank you in return. And in order to combat inflammation, it's all about just understanding where it's coming from and making healthy swaps one at a time. 
For example, if you love Lay's potato chips, there are some potato chips like Boulder Canyon where they only use avocado oil or olive oil in their potato chips. And it definitely is an anti-inflammatory food because it's made with healthy fats. Just finding those healthier swaps, I guess, is a really good like entry point for making this healthy change. I know it can be overwhelming, especially like you said, with all the misinformation online. I feel like we see everyone posting something different. So really sorting through kind of all of the junk and getting to the truth. Yeah, there's a lot of different voices out there. And one of the things that has really helped me both transform my like inflammation and reduce it and also just develop a healthier lifestyle is learning that no one is perfect. And it's all about that 80-20 mentality and there is room for everything. But when I can make a slop, I'm 100% going to do it. And it's if it's not sacrificing the flavor or taste, like count me in because there's so many hidden ingredients, preservatives and like bioengineered stuff in our food. And it really is, it's really terrible. And there's a reason why America's obesity rate is dramatically increasing year after year while Americans are consuming the same amount of calories year after year. And it has to do with the food quality, not quantity. Could you talk a little bit about how refinement plays a role? Um, For example, how peanut oil may be okay when unrefined and even for some people when refined? So I think that peanut oil isn't something that a lot of people cook with. Maybe some like Asian restaurants, like Chinese food and like Mediterranean, maybe like Thai food cook with peanut oil. I'm not sure, but I do know that there is peanut oil in a lot of packaged nuts, whether it's like walnuts or like a trail mix or something like that. And one of the things that I like to say, I'm not 100% educated on like the refined peanut oil versus not, but what I will say about that is like my dad, for example, he always, he loves nuts like in the house, like he loves to snack on them. So I always tell him when you look, I don't, he doesn't usually do the supermarket shopping like my mom or I usually do. But when we do, look for the ones that don't have added oils in the actual ingredients. For example, look for the one with organic dry roasted almonds or and the ones with like other clean ingredients. Like, for example, there's like expeller pressed canola oil in so many packages of nuts that it's like, what are they doing? Like, why are they doing this? And it's like, it just doesn't make sense. So even brands that you think could be 100% clean, like Whole Foods or something, like you really do have to be careful and check your labels. And peanut oil, I mean, I guess it's fine, but I wouldn't be consuming it if you think that you also are consuming other seed oils. What you said about the nuts from Whole Foods is funny because I was just there a few days ago doing like my grocery run and I happened to just like flip the bag over and I was like, oh, wow, seed oils in these almonds. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go with the raw option now. It's crazy. It really, really is insane. And just knowing that there's, there really is a swap for literally every food on the planet and anything, any recipe, people are like, you can't cook with olive oil. I'm like, why can't I cook with olive oil? Like I've made every type of protein, everything with all these stuff. And like, it really is crazy because for so many of my clients that have gut issues and bloating and inflammation, and even they develop like acne, like on their chin and their neck, like one of the reasons is that they are consuming way too many seed oils and their industrial seed oils that weren't around before the industrial revolution. We want to cook with real oils and oils that don't go through an enormous extraction process because there's no need for it. If you're going to do it, control those controllables and 
that's like one of the lines that I'm like so proud that I came up with because it is so controllable, you know? To dive into the structure just between the saturated and unsaturated fats, would you just talk a little bit about how like olive oil like is unsaturated with those double bonds and how that differs from like butter, for example, like being heavily saturated? So there is a lot of like, I there's the term like PUFA, which is like a polyunsaturated fat. And there's so many of those. What I will say is fat is very important for our diet. The three macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbohydrates, and there's 100% a necessity for fat and protein. Carbs are what our body turns to for energy, but in regard to the types of fat, I do think that all of them except for trans fats like are very important. Butter is something that, once again, like I actually just was at the supermarket right before this. I went on a morning walk. And I was so shocked. I mean, I knew this, but I was filming a video about how so many butters contain all of these canola oil and soybean oil. That's another one that I really, really try to avoid. By the way, I forgot one of them in the hateful eight earlier. And it is so crazy because butter is being called vegan and it doesn't include the pasteurized cream. But instead, it, con- it, it contains soybean oil. And so many people are like, dairy is inflammatory. Of course, if you're sensitive to dairy, you should not be having dairy. But for the people who have never been diagnosed or gone to a doctor and they found that they have an issue with dairy, like there's nothing wrong with butter, especially when it's from a grass-fed cow like Kerrygold brand or Maple Hill brand. Like there's such cleaner swaps once again. I can't believe it's not butter. You turn it around, I'd rather not be eating it at all. It is literally discussing those ingredients and they're it's gross. And you want the ones that are simple with pasteurized cream and sometimes salt. So many people think that salt is so dehydrating. If you have the right quality of salt, it is something that is so healthy for you. Pink Himalayan sea salt is something that's so great to add to water. It's a natural electrolyte, contains so many trace minerals and vitamins and nutrients that we need on a daily basis. And it's just another way to get it. But going back to your I always get detoured. Um, going back to the fat question, like fat does not make you fat. I wouldn't be so crazy about the different types of fat. All I would say is that like everyone plays a different role. Fat is very satiating. It helps absorb vitamins and nutrients. There's room for butter. There's room for olive oil. There's room for coconut oil. And there also is a little bit of room for the seed oils. I would never go out of my way, but if you're at a restaurant and the tortilla chips have coconut uh canola oil in it like you could have a few chips and it's not going to make you inflamed because the ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 is still going to be okay that's why some people are like i'm not a big believer in the all or nothing mentality like no you no one should be i believe in the 80 20 whereas if you're eating breakfast lunch snack and dinner every day that's 28 meals a week if one or two of your meals contain seed oils it's not the end of the world we love the 80-20 mentality. We've been pushing that yes. for a while on our page too. So we're huge fans of that. For sure. Love that. Love that. Also, quickly, like I always put cinnamon. One of my tips is I always love cinnamon in my coffee or in my yogurt bowls um, just because or wherever I think that it would fit because cinnamon is a spice that is very anti-inflammatory. It has so many anti-inflammatory properties and it's just, it also adds such a nice taste to anything. So in the morning recently, my first coffee, I'm a very big coffee addict. Um, my first one always, I add my own cinnamon to it just because it enhances the flavor. 
I am too. I love cinnamon. And I tried your order last week and I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. I usually get like a- Which one? Well, you're drinking right now. Cold brew with cinnamon. <laughs> That's what I got. Usually I do like a latte, but I was like, well, I don't know what kind of almond milk Starbucks is using. And I've tried to be more mindful of that. So I like made mine at home today with cinnamon. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Like Starbucks, I don't get it that often. I always make my own coffee using Bulletproof's ground coffee because I know it's clean, it's toxin-free, it's mold-free. And I just like, once again, like I love controlling those controllables. But like when I go on my morning walk in Florida, I'm here until tomorrow. Like I love walking and getting a coffee so i'll go there and i'll get it i'll ask for extra extra cinnamon powder and they give it to me and i used to get their almond milk all the time now when i go to work like i get it once in a while but i know it's on i know it's sweetened i know it is it has like five or six grams of sugar per serving it's not the end of the world but once again like there is room for it once in a while so you just have to pick your battles So I think we're starting to see a shift from some companies eliminating these products because of the bash that seed oils and just other ingredients are getting. And rightfully so, in a sense, they're almost being exposed in a way. Now they're trying to cover themselves up and either Mm -hmm. remove or shift. What do you think the future looks like? Do you think that these preservatives are going to continue or slowly they'll start to be eliminated? I think that my firm belief is that and it's sad is that obesity is going to continue skyrocketing because a lot of people don't care about what they're putting into their body and it's just very telling i do believe in calories in calories out when it comes to weight management however we have seen that through so many studies and even when i was in my um schooling at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to become a certified nutrition and health coach, that calories that Americans are consuming year after year has pretty much remained within the same 100, 200 range. And obesity has just continued to go up year after year. And I do believe that it's totally up to everyone. It's individualized. I mean, bio-individuality is a topic that I learned in um, my health coach certification program. And it really woke me up to the fact that like when I'm coaching clients, everyone's needs and necessities and cravings are different. For example, you might love cheese. I don't like cheese. Like it's just like everyone's different and it really depends on the person. I think that people are waking up. I love that there are some brands that are incorporating seed oil free um, messaging, but there is a lot of false marketing out there. And they're even in like maple syrup, for example, a little off topic from seed oils, but I've just filmed a real uh, TikTok video that I'll post to my reel like in a week or so. And it was, there's such a big difference between maple syrup and the fake maple syrup. Fake maple syrup is high fructose corn syrup, sugar, maltodextrin, and all of those ingredients, natural flavors and acids and gums. And then there's organic maple syrup. And yeah, that organic maple syrup might be $2 more, but guess what? Your health is your wealth and you really have to determine what matters more to you. And I'd rather pay $2 more now than give it to a doctor later on. And also knowing that it's anti-inflammatory and a real ingredient has really helped me so much. And I do believe that there are so many, maybe it's just my TikTok algorithm, but there's so many people who are on the same side as us who actually care. And it's a personalized thing. What are some of your favorite anti-inflammatory foods? Yeah, so I think that some of them are, I'll just like name a lot. 
olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, avocados, um, blueberries are my all-time favorite. Organic wild frozen blueberries I love, but regular ones are just as fine. Um, I love... What do I love? I love clean protein powders. I love clean almond milks. Um, I think that cinnamon is one of my all-time favorites. I do have a post on this. I could find it. But um, what else do I love? I mean, I love tomatoes. I think cucumbers are just like a very good anti-inflammatory food. Clean hummus, I think, is awesome. I'm definitely forgetting so many, and I'm so upset I'm forgetting them. But any foods with simple, clean ingredients that you know that your body doesn't react negatively to that are healthy, you know? Like, people overcomplicate it. People overcomplicate exercising. People overcomplicate their nutrition and diet. Diet has become such a dirty word in our society, but a diet is simply a pattern of eating. You can make it unhealthy or more, quote-unquote, like, disordered if someone goes to an extreme. I think that everyone's diet, nothing's wrong with the word diet. It's like the air we breathe. It's like everything that we do that contributes to our health by the food that we put into our mouth. And it just got in such a negative stigma and reputation. And that's something that I'm trying to fix. And like my health with Hunter Diet is composed of so many different teachings and messages and programs that I've developed and learned throughout the years and gone through. And like I've made it my own. So that's me. Would you talk a little bit about your journey and your role within your interest of overall health and nutrition? Were you always super interested in nutrition? Is it more of a yeah. recent thing? Or tell us about you and your journey. So, like, I used to be inflamed. I used to have acne, so much acne. Now, of course, I get, like, the occasional pimple. But, like, I definitely, like, reduced my acne a ton. And I think that it is because I've learned how to eat better. Obviously, knowledge is power. That's the phrase that I stand by 100%. And I used to be 50 pounds heavier. I used to be 225 pounds. And at 5'11", 6 foot, like it's not, it's, a lot of people say that they couldn't even tell a difference, but I'm like, I don't know how you can't tell a difference. Like when you look at the before and after, um, it's just awareness. So right before COVID, I actually just, realized I think my mom and sister might have said something to me like Hunter like what you're putting on your Thanksgiving plate is like a little crazy like you're not putting any protein it's like all mashed potatoes and sweet potato and stuff like that and I was like you know what like you're right and then all it took for me was a mindset shift I became more mindful I actually did Weight Watchers which I wouldn't recommend now but it it's what made me aware of the food that I'm eating everyone has to have something and I'm so thankful for that. So over COVID lockdown, I did the Peloton every day and I did um, the Peloton bike and I did Weight Watchers. And the first 25 pounds, I'm not even kidding to you, came off within a month. And it's just me being aware of the food that I'm eating, which was so crazy to me. And then the next 25 pounds, I lost it over a year, year and a half doing some, doing a few different diets and just developing my own lifestyle. I read books. I follow people on Instagram. I did, I read studies and it's how I became so educated and knowledgeable about the entire world, you know, because the nutrition and health world, it is something that's not going away anytime soon because unfortunately in America, people are going to continue to get unhealthy and sicker. And my wait list is growing. And I don't say, I say that in a very like humble way because I feel like I've earned it and it's because, and I feel terrible, but People are not feeling well. People feel sick and like they need to become knowledgeable. So 
going through my own journey. I've walked my walk. I talk my talk. And like, I do believe that my background has made me so qualified. And the fact that I have a certification in health and wellness from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, aside from graduating from the University of Michigan, um, I didn't major in nutrition at Michigan. I, it was completely external. Um, but I truly went through my own journey and I think that that is really telling and I have before and afters and I think that it is very relatable for both men and women who work with me that having someone who's went through it and hasn't been, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself skinny now. I'd call myself like more toned and like uh, having more muscle because I don't want to be like skinny fat, you know, but having someone who has a body that they're like proud of um, is it just, I think it comes off very appealing to like the average person. And the fact that I once did have a very like unhealthy relationship and unaware of food, I would never say it was disordered. It's just, I wasn't aware, you know, I was just putting whatever I wanted in my body. And one of the quotes, like you could have it all, but you can't have it all at once really just stuck with me. And it's something that like has helped me so much and planning out my day in advance. I have so many tips and stuff. No, feeling and looking your best is definitely a great feeling. And it sounds like, I feel like you have a good combination of how you got there. Just like the hard work, the education. And I think the personal experience, like for your clients probably does make all the difference because you can really connect them and understand like what they're going through. And you understand like if there's a slum in progress, like you've been there yourself. So you get it. A hundred percent. And also so many people come to me for fat loss. But a lot of people come with, come to me to help them with grocery shopping and finding those simple anti-inflammatory and healthy swaps that are clean and good for us. And they're like, wait, you could have peanut butter that doesn't have oil in it? I'm like, a thousand percent. And actually today, I just made a TikTok post about it. I didn't even know that the Smucker's um, creamy and crunchy peanut butter, because my dad likes crunchy, that I've been buying, they have an organic version. I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. So from now on, I'll be buying that. But I'm just like, see, I'm even getting better and I'm learning more every day. You know, no one's perfect. And even the most famous world dietitians and health coaches, there's always stuff for us to learn. Nutrition's ever changing and the field is just going to continue growing, which is why I'm so happy I got into it. Everyone is different. And bio-individuality, I discussed it earlier for a minute, but it is the idea that everyone's cravings, wants, needs, necessities, and just desires are different. And I am such a firm believer in that. I think that some people might love food. Some people might be allergic to those foods. Some people might hate them. And just because you see something working for someone does not mean that you should be following it exactly because you never know what's going on behind closed doors. And working with a health and fitness coach, I'm not doing self-promo right now, but follow me if you don't already, um, is so important because getting that proper education and not looking for those quick fixes when it comes to exercise or diet is so important because what you do to lose body fat, I notice I don't say weight because I don't want my clients or you guys or anyone to lose weight. I want you to lose body fat. You don't want to lose muscle mass. Weight is composed of water, muscle, and fat. You don't want to lose water or muscle. You want to lose strictly body fat because the body fat is what makes us unhealthy. You want as much muscle as you could have. Um, because muscle speeds up your metabolism and the more muscle, the more calories you're burning at rest, which allows you to eat more without gaining weight. But everyone has goals. Some people need to lose weight. Some people want to gain weight. Some want to maintain and just develop healthier relationships with food. I think that just realizing that what you do to lose that body fat has to be what you do for the rest of your life. There's no quick fixes in our society. There's nothing. And 
I think that diet and exercise are the way to go. I know that I know that they're the way to go and that nothing is wrong with asking for help and finding those healthy swaps is the key in my opinion. A little quote that's in my mind is you're reflecting um, in my yoga class last night, they mentioned what comes easy won't last and what lasts won't come easy. Exactly. And another thing that I want to add, you have two choices in this world. They're both hard. One is you could continue being overweight, continue being uncomfortable in your body, and just continue dreading waking up every day, which is hard. Or you could put in action, make change, make healthier swaps, be more mindful of your nutrition, try to exercise a few times a week, which is also hard. So you have to pick your battle, you know? Your life could be hard either way, but one harder is obviously better and going to lead to a longer and healthier life than the other. Pick your version of hard. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It is a marathon, and it's a lifelong thing, and that's why you have to enjoy the process at the beginning. I didn't enjoy it as much as I do now, but now I've just learned so much more that I know how to eat. I know how to balance my foods and my meals, and I know that if I have a Hershey's Kiss, it's not going to be an end-all, be-all. If I have an M&M with food dyes and colorings in it, it's not an end-all, be-all. You just have to get right back on track, forget about it, and move on. Absolutely. It has been such a pleasure talking to you today. I feel like we learned so much. Hopefully our viewers listened a lot. And then everyone uh, can find you on Instagram. We'll tag you in all of our uh, materials for the podcast. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me, Lydia in Ireland. And I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to see the episode.